So did, was it, it, God, Jimmy Garoppolo and, never really was a franchise quarterback. I guess uh, he was looked at as franchise ish when he signed the deal. Oh, yeah, no, changed. no, no, no. That, that, that you thought he was going to be a franchise yeah, quarterback. Things changed when he tore his ACL. That's when it was like ah, he hasn't been the same player since. He signed the deal before mm-hmm. or after? He signed the he he got traded. Signed the deal after the five and games. And then got hurt a couple of games And then in. got hit, gotcha. got hurt three games in. Yep. And he he hasn't been the same quarterback since then. I don't. I really don't know what it is. He's been good. He's had really good moments. But he hasn't been this. When he first came to San Francisco, he looked phenomenal. He looked phenomenal. I agree. And since he tore, in the, since he tore his ACL, he hadn't been the same guy. Uh, maybe that was just a, a good little run. Maybe that's not who he was. It was just a good run. And this is who he is. But you, you asked the question about Derek Carr. Um, who Who's signing Derek Carr right now and thinking we got I, a franchise quarterback? I don't know. That's why I say stop, guys. I don't know. I I, I mean, we, 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 we could go over. We could. We could. He may end up does, being that. Does, does Carolina look at him as a stopgap quarterback or a franchise quarterback? Stopgap. Can you afford a stopgap quarterback if you're the Carolina Panthers? Well, hmm. See that's 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 what I mean. Like I, like I understand your point. Like your I think your point is very very valid about mm-hmm. building a team out. I I just if the most important position is the quarterback, where are you gonna where are you gonna get them from? Do you get them later in the in your rebuilding process? And it it might it might be third round. It might be like a. A planned out version of what happened with the 49ers. Who who's the top court? Is is it uh, my man at Ohio State? Bryce. It's probably Bryce Young or okay. C.J. Stroud. Either one. It don't matter. You wouldn't draft him first or second. It depends on who's, who's if first, I was, who, if who's I was first. The, Houston. The Bears are the Bear. Oh, well, so yeah. So I'm trading that. But um, if let's go with Houston because that's the first quarterback okay. meeting team. Um. That's where I say you might have to retrain your mind. Because my first thought is, yes, you draft your quarterback. But how often does that work? Like, at this point, how often does that work? <sighs> look at all – look at what, look at these four – well, Joe Burrow was the number one pick. Um, Patrick Mahomes was 10. Or was he – he was later than that, right? He was like 15. I think it was – I think it might have been right in between. But and they yeah, were established. Yeah. They were established as a team and as a roster – when they got Patrick right, Mahomes. Right, right. Yeah, that Kansas City moved up yeah. to get Patrick Mahomes. Um, it's Rock Purdy is – I'm not saying wait till the seventh round. I'm not saying that. But let's look at the 49 – Trey Lance. There is they went and okay. got him at okay. three, but it was, once again, an established roster when they got him. Boy, and this, they traded up to get him. I'm looking at – this is this is a brutal exercise. Dallas drafted Dak. In the fourth round. Right. And, Jalen Hurts was second round? Was he? I think he was second round. Second round. Joe Burrow is only number one. Indy, Denver, Vegas. Uh, I mean, Derek Carr. That's not a shining example. Cleveland, Deshaun Watson, uh, Tennessee. Ryan Tannehill was a free agent. Uh, New York. I, I don't even know who ended. Did Flacco end the season playing quarterback for them? I don't even. Yeah. Was it Mike White? I don't even know who the hell played yeah, quarterback for them at the end of the Flacco. season. And Mike White. Who knows where he was drafted? I don't remember where. He was. Um, you got Pittsburgh there. Uh, Miami and Tua. Baltimore and Lamar, uh, Justin Herbert and the Chargers, mm. Trevor Lawrence, my guy, <laughs> my Jacksonville Jaguars. <laughs> See, so, okay, so this is interesting. All of the playoff teams drafted their quarterback mm. in, the, in the AFC. Tua, uh, L- Lamar, Justin Herbert, uh, Trevor Lawrence, Burrow, Josh Allen, and Patrick Mahomes. Mm. Go down, so... The NFC is completely different. The NFC is right? completely different. It just, it's Gina, <laughs> well, Daniel Jones, or, or Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones, Dak Prescott, mm-hmm. and then you've got Brady, Kirk Cousins, both free agents, San Francisco, right. which, I mean, that's a, that's a, it's a, I don't even know how you put them in this conversation, and then Jalen Hurts. Right. And, I, and, and even more so to, the, to what I'm saying is – I'm going to tell you what the moral of the story is right after this, but like, it's not just drafting them. It's where you drafted them. 
Like, I think the thought is we got to get our franchise quarterback in the first 10 picks. Sometimes, maybe, maybe not. I remember there was a study I did um, years ago. This was like a very uh, poor man's version of Willsey or something like that, right? Back in my um, – way back when. when I was SoundCloud days. SoundCloud days, right? Because I remember the Niners, everybody was like, you got to tank to go – uh, get this tank, 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 tank. And I didn't really like tanking, right? So the tank was always to go get, I forgot who the quarterback was at the time. It wasn't Deshaun Watson because I would have liked him at the time. But it was somebody else. I think it was Jared Goff. And I was just looking at all these picks and it was such a random, spotty exercise when you talked about which quarterbacks worked and which didn't. It was so random. Mm-hmm. There was probably, if I'm being kind, probably half of the top, if you drafted a quarterback in the top 10, half of them worked. Half of them were on other teams in three years. So to think, and I think we think of it as an exact science, this is how you got to do it. It's much like the NBA draft. It's not an exact science. I'm fascinated who this quarterback might be because it, it was it Mitchell Trubisky? No. No, no, no. So it wasn't that year. Okay, I think it, it was, it was either Goff. Mitchell Trubisky or Patrick Mahomes. I think it was. I think it was Jared Goff because okay. people were going crazy in in Forty Nine er Keep him home. You got to go get Goff. And I wasn't sold on Goff. I was mm-hmm. like, he's good. I just, I'm just not sure how I feel about Jared Goff. Mm. So I think it was the Jared Goff year. Okay, but yeah, you just Kenny working out a tanking strategy to get Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> I did not like Money Making Mitch at all. You know who I really liked in that draft and I was hyped when they got him was uh, Reuben Foster. Mm. I thought Reuben Foster was going to be everything that Fred Warner is. Mm. I thought he was the truth. Definitely Goff. was false. Goff and Wentz, number one and two. Man, that's wild. Mm. In a draft that saw Joey Bosa go third, Ezekiel Elliott go fourth. Jalen Ramsey, Ronnie Staley, Jaylen DeForest Buckner, Defo. Man, Laramie Tunsil is in this draft. What a he was supposed to be the number one pick. Mm. That was an interesting draft that day. That was a wild draft. <laughs> that pick turned into um, all the stuff that they got from the trade, and all that turned into Tyreek um, Waddle and Bradley Chubb. Wow! Like all the stuff, the first round picks they got from trading him and all that. Wow. That's what it eventually turned into. Jeez, I don't. I I don't know what we settled. Did we settle anything <laughs> with this? I was just where do we start with all this? The where, case, where the, the, the 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 fact that I like looking think... at Brock Purdy drafted dead last, and and uh, uh, Skylar Thompson was drafted fourteen picks before him. Fourteen picks. He was drafted dead last, and and, and that's a great comp too. Look at those two. Uh-huh. Look at the look at the way they play. Um, and then you look at the Zach Wilsons and the Sam Darnolds and the uh, uh, you, you, um, damn it, you, Rosen, your boy from UCLA, the chosen one. He couldn't work anywhere. No, I think the. And more- then you you got this kid playing the way in the perfect setup with the perfect coach and the perfect system going into the biggest game of his their I, life. I think I think the moral of the story, what we did find out, is I think we well once again we don't need to do anything. I think these NFL GMs need to retrain their mind and how they. But I don't team. think that that's. I don't think we got anywhere with that. I think. Well, I mean, Patrick Mahomes. What, what but, did we say? It was he was he was taking tenth? Yeah, J- but J- team, Josh Allen was taken at the top of the draft. Josh Allen. Yeah. J- J- Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow worked out. Joe Lamar worked was out. taken Lamar last was pick of the first round. Yeah. Tua, taken early. Taken early. But but it's not about when they were taken. Justin Herbert, Trevor it, Lawrence was the first pick of the draft. It's, it's not about when they're taken. Trevor Lawrence worked out. I how I would go about it, and this is where the Patrick Mahomes model comes in, is the team has to be built first. That's that's what how I how realistic is that though? It's very you can do it. Like you're getting a lineman to protect who? To protect Carson whatever. Wentz. Yeah, protect him. Well, what's it matter if you're protecting Carson Wentz if he's throwing the ball to the opposing team seven it times? Doesn't, it doesn't matter. What does it matter if you don't have a guy, if you if you get the quarterback and you don't have nobody to protect him? Well, then you get the Jets. D- 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 <laughs> no, you no, the Jets, you and get, that's that's fine, but the Jets got Justin the wrong Fields. quarterback. Or you get Justin Fields. He's a great quarterback, it seems like, 
What does it matter? They won three games. There's well, nobody that's, there to protect and, and, and you're right. And he's going to get killed. And that's the organization's that approach. Like, they, they seemingly stripped their roster of anything worth doing. Like, they were trying to push Justin Fields out. Like, they were trying to uh, uh, justify a bad season and moving on from him. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy stinks. Now they're at the top of the draft. I, 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 I think there is some question as to what Chicago's going to do. Now, I think you can take your approach and get a haul for that pick. Mm. Unless you believe whoever non-quarterback is worth taking number one. If you if there's a non-quarterback that you think changes the fortunes of your franchise, right. then then by all means. Or you get a haul for that and draft him. Shoot, you could draft him second. You could do the old uh, uh, Mitchell Trubisky trade. The old John Lynn mm-hmm. strong arm. <laughs> you could do that. Hey, man, we're really looking at this kid, Mitchell Trubisky. You are? Oh, my God. We got to trade up. Idiot. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Not that the 49ers hit a home run on their pick in that draft either, but still. Solomon Thomas. Yeah, I would. I would. I, I don't think we got anywhere. We literally. Well, I, I, I think we raised more questions. Than I answers. got somewhere. I, I don't think you did. I would. I would build. I would build my roster first. No, you didn't get anywhere. That's where you were. <laughs> you were already there. No, I wasn't sure. Okay, I just brought you up talked yourself into yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What he said? Uh, worked yourself into a shoot. You worked yourself into a shoot. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny had a topic that he didn't believe. Now he believes it. He worked yeah. himself into a shoot. Non-playoff teams. Detroit didn't draft their quarterback. Washington. I don't even know who Washington's quarterback uh, uh, Washington ended. Green Bay did. Carolina. Green Bay drafted him 26th, I think. New Orleans, nothing. Atlanta. Did they? They got a quarterback. They drafted a quarterback. But he, I think he, I don't know. It's Rams. It's, it's a riddle. What's the name uh, from? The 4-13 and 13 Arizona Cardinals Ryder. started their quarterback, who they drafted at number one. Hmm. And that's the other thing. Was, it, was Arizona problem? Was Arizona problems roster problems? Yes. That's a four and thirteen roster. Roster? Yeah, they're not that good. The roster's not that good. Four and thirteen. But the argu- But the 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 argument is though, a lot of that had to change because now you have to pay the quarterback. Have we talked about Cliff Kingsbury's one way ticket to Thailand yet? <laughs> How did did we ever mention that? That is one of the most <laughs> extraordinary things I've ever read. Cliff Kingsbury bought a one-way ticket to Thailand. <laughs> wow. That's that's certainly one approach to the offseason. To Thailand. That is different. We'll step out. More we'll come back. Tool. Let's shift our attention back to the Sacramento Kings. We'll shift our attention to Anthony Slater of The Athletic. He joins us when we return here on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Hey, this is Matt Spiegel, and on my podcast, The PBP, Voices of Baseball, we learn how the best broadcasters in the game, like the Reds' John Sadak, try to capture the greatness of the best players, like Ellie Dela Cruz. He's a video game character. I mean, he is so athletic, and I think each moment is its own living entity, and I try to just match whatever that moment is. The PBP, Voices of Baseball. We bring you the people who bring you the game. Find us on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. D-Lo and Casey continues on ESPN 1320. Real quick, I know we got a guest. I just want to, I don't know if we mentioned this. Big shout out. Can we get some air horns for our guy, yeah, no uh, Andre Stojakovic? <laughs> McDonald's All-American. Yes, indeed. Out of Jesuit. That's our guy, man. Big ups to him. We'll run that back one more time. <laughs> McDonald's All-American. That's big time. We were just getting Anthony Slater's life story during the commercial break, so we welcome yeah. in uh, our guy, Anthony Slater from The Athletic. We were talking about the Grizzlies. You're gearing up for uh uh, the Grizzlies and the Warriors tomorrow night at the Chase Center. It w- was last night's game, and I really want to get into your conversation with Harrison Barnes. Uh, that was great stuff over in The Athletic if you haven't had a chance to read it. But was last night's one of the, the crazier Kings games that you've covered? From an environment standpoint or just like what actually happened on the floor? Just the fact that they hit 12 threes in the first quarter, were up by like one, and then had an insane run in the in the fourth yeah. quarter to close it out? It was, it was definitely, you know, I go to so many games. Geez, over the last decade, I've probably been to like 1,200 NBA games. It was, 
it was an, an oddity for the 10 of 10. It happened so quick, right? It wasn't just, I remember somebody saying they tied an actual old thunder record of like making 10 straight threes to open the game. But this was six years ago when you shot like 23s total as a team. So I think the thunder went into like the third, like their 10th three, made three was in the third quarter. <laughs> Whereas they were 10 and 10 for three with like six minutes left in the first quarter, right? And it was like, how long is this going to continue? Yeah. Um, and then they were 13 to 20 and you felt disappointed, right? It was right. like later in the second quarter, you're like, geez, the 13 to 20 from three, they really cooled off. Um, I thought they were going to blow it. And to me, that is kind of, and I'm sure you guys would agree, been the difference in this Kings team compared to previous years. Like they've had obviously nice offensive teams at times, but when they start to blow a game, they pretty much just blow the game. They, they don't, or at least in the past, haven't kind of, hit the brakes and been like, all right, let's solve what's going on here and then gone on to win. Yeah. You know, Anthony, I I said earlier, last night you got the full gamut of ranges of the Sacramento Kings, right? And you rarely get that. You usually get like one or the other. But you got everything about the Kings, how explosive they were on the offensive end, how their defense is poor enough to let anybody back in no matter how good they're shooting. And then how they can play defense for about five minutes and combine that with some ridiculous scoring to just blow somebody out. They ended up winning by 33 last night. It was a tie game with like, I don't know, like two minutes to go in the third. It was tied at 80. And they won by 33. That is the full Sacramento Kings experience so far. Is that kind of how you see this team as well? It's like they, they can give you all of that on any given night. Yeah, they need to figure out a way to bottle the defense up for longer stretches. You don't need to dominate. I mean, even if they're going to be a successful playoff team, they're not going to be like the number one playoff defense. But they, you know, and Harrison Barnes said it when I was talking to him last night, like you're not going to just go through the playoffs and average like 125 a game. Like you you are going to have to win a game five on the road, 108, 107, you know, something like that. And, um, they do, you know, there are times where oh, suddenly Malik Monk's in a passing lane. Terrence Davis is, you know, uh, really up on somebody. Obviously, Davion Mitchell uh, is guarding the ball. Trey Lyles at times can get a hustle rebound. And then, you know, they get out on the break, and it seems like, oh, that was a nice four or five-minute stretch. But, like, can they lock up consistently? Uh, and Lock up is probably too strong a term. But uh, you, you'd like to see them not just in little bursts. Because then I would take them more serious as like, I'm even like, as I'm writing the story yesterday, it's like, can I call them a contender yet? Are they fringe contender, hopeful contender? Is it is contending too strong for what they are? I don't know. Hey, I'll say it with my chest. I said earlier, I'm not predicting it. I said the, the Sacramento Kings can go to the NBA Finals. No doubt about it, Anthony. They can go to the Finals. And I want to ask you, I want to ask you a question. Because yeah. you saw the Warriors teams. And I don't think the Warriors... I know the rankings. I don't really know much about the rank. I don't, you know, the defensive efficiency rating. I leave that to the professionals with that. But I would watch the the Warriors, and I would watch them have 130 to 122 games. And there were moments where they, in my maybe untrained eye, they would play that type of basketball. They wouldn't play 48 minutes of defense. They would play defense for like five minutes, and they would combine that with some hellacious scoring and all of a sudden, a two-point game is now an 18-point game, and it's over. Yeah. Uh, are you talking about, like, last season's Warriors, or are you talking about, like, early dynasty the Warriors? Last season, like, uh, I get away from everything with KD because that was just a different beast. But, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a little before KD and last season. Okay. Well, either way. So, I mean, the difference is, like, Draymond Green is, like, generational on the defensive end. And, like, the, just from a personnel perspective, the Kings just do not have anybody in his realm. Um if you're talking early Warriors, like Iguodala on the wing, Livingston as this like rangy point guard. Um, you know, I would say a little comparison was like Steph really committed to defense in the middle part of his career, and that's really helped the Warriors. Mm-hmm. DR Fox is doing that now. Um, so there's there's a little bit of a parallel, but I just think the high end of what the Warriors could be defensively when they would get into we're talking West Finals, NBA Finals, like different level of basketball, and they could throw waves of wings at LeBron and, and Draymond in the back end. Just I can remember playoff series against Portland that Draymond in a four game sweep would have 17 blocks, and I mean just like you know coming out of nowhere to to, to wipe away plays. Like 
that personnel just doesn't exist on the Sacramento team. And that's where I doubt, like, all right, you're in a West final series against, you know, the elitist of talent. Like, can you get, can you generate enough consistent stops? I'm not sure I'm there. Is there even a player like that still in the league? Because I don't even, I mean, Draymond, I, I'm sure Draymond's still very good. He's not that anymore. No, it, the it, athleticism is, has left him. Like, is, he doesn't. 17 blocks in a four-game stretch. Like, Draymond Green doesn't get 17 blocks in a month anymore. And he's still, like, from a brain standpoint, right. he's genius on the court. Probably even smart. Well, I would say, yeah, smarter than he was at 25. But, yeah, no, like, prime defensive player of the year, 2017, Draymond. I watched a game where uh, it was, like, a replay of when they used to play the Thunder, when Durant was actually on the Thunder, and he was just flying around the court. And you just don't see that as much with Draymond. No. I don't think you. But, but, I don't think you see that with a lot of play. I don't think that player exists. That Draymond Green type player exists in the league right now. Not f- when you actually combine like what he mentally can do with what he physically could do. Then mm-hmm. you have athletes that can do that type of stuff. You just don't combine that with like, you know, Ray Lewis level smarts as a middle linebacker out you, there. So. You, you know who it is, and here I go. This going after I just said the Kings can make the finals. Another homer comment. You know who it is, but he just doesn't. I'm not saying it's Draymond Green. It's Davion Mitchell. How many times have we seen Davion Mitchell guard all five players on a defensive possession? Like, he can do it. Like, he just – he's small, first of all, and he doesn't play a lot. So, it's just a different level. Yeah, it's it's the small nature. Because, I mean, Draymond just being 6'6 allowed them to – like, they, you know, they positionally changed the game when they could just put him at center. And and that extends to literally last season in the first round. He was – they just put him on Nikolai Jokic, Mm -hmm. and he – they were fine in one-on-one with him guarding Nikola Jokic. It's like, there's not a lot of players you can do that with. Let's get into what you wrote last night. I thought it was just you had a, a, a conversation with Harrison Barnes that just translated uh, beautifully to word on theathletic.com. What What is working so well for HB right now? Because he's, he's just, this calendar year has been incredible for him. Yeah, I think he's slotted into like the right role. Uh, on the right team and like he's a winning player you know he's like grew up in the Warriors environment that we've been talking about North go back to North Carolina like one in high school um, when he's at his best he's like the fourth best player tops maybe fifth best player mm-hmm. not only on a team but in a starting lineup uh, and he will hit threes he'll defend multiple positions and he'll be willing to do that and and that's so helpful to winning teams when guys are just like you, you know, not jealous of De'Aaron Fox's shot attempts or, you know, the publicity of, hey, why is the coach saying those two guys are all-stars and I'm not all-stars? He's, like, completely fine in that role. Mm-hmm. And in some ways, it's he's, it's been a miscast the last few seasons of him being in a losing environment. Yeah. Um, he did, You know, and I just think the fact that, I mean, he even said it, like, he's like, you know, meaningful basketball in January. I forgot how this felt. This is, like, really invigorating. Mm-hmm. I just think he's invigorated by the situation. He's loved uh, what the coaching staff has done clearly from an offensive perspective. He does not like isolation basketball because, you know, he's not an elite isolation, you know, hand it to Harrison Barnes up top and he's going to go get you 22 just by himself. He kind of needs flow and movement and all the stuff that Steve Kerr once brought to the Warriors that he loved that he hasn't seen the last couple of years and is seeing again with Mike Brown. Uh, so I just think he's just happy right now. And, and, and it's just interesting because how many times – has Harrison Barnes by pundits around the country been try you know, attempted to be traded over the last few years. And he's still sitting here on the last year of his deal. And you're almost thinking like, should they resign him? Yeah. And that, that's what I was going to ask hey, you. Anthony. Yeah. yeah. Because in going into the season, we were looking at it like, man, maybe you move on from Harrison or, you know, even on the flip side, he don't really want to be here. He wants to move on. And I don't know how either party feels, but it sure seems like we're like, man, if we can keep Harrison around here for two or three more years, that would be a good look. Then now Harrison is like, seems like these, this Kings organization has got their stuff together, and I like the way things are going. Maybe I want to stay around here for another two or three years. Did you get that kind of sense uh, when you talked to him uh, for the story? I think if like the decision was made tomorrow, there's like a decent chance the partnership continues because it's in such a good place now. Mm-hmm. I've you know. What happens in the playoffs always like dictates what happens in the summer. Everything's fresher. Um, I We're mean, not familiar with go- that at all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure you guys watched the 2016 finals when the Warriors, you know, collapsed yeah. against the Cavaliers and 
you know, still ask Warriors fans to this day, what do they remember most about that series? One of the top three things they'll say is Harrison Barnes could not hit a shot. Mm. And obviously you're going to move off Harrison Barnes and go get Kevin Durant. That probably would have happened anyways if it was available to them. But I think part of why they were so willing to just, you know, bump him away to Dallas was because it just didn't end well that season. So what will happen with Harrison Barnes this summer will probably matter. Like how well does he play late in the season? How well does he play in any theoretical playoff series? What are the other options? You know, I thought Dante DiVincenzo was likely going to come back to the Kings. And then suddenly the Malik Monk, Kevin Herter situations open up for Sacramento. And suddenly they're, you know, declining his qualifying offer and sending him elsewhere because something better popped up and they've been proven to be correct. So Harrison Barnes can be upgraded on. There are better wings around the league than him. But be careful what you wish for, right? There are much worse starting small forwards around the league than him. So it's like that's kind of where where it's at. Also, what's the price tag? Yeah, yeah well, it's like there there may be better wings out there, but could Sacramento land any of them? Exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That the, no would would probably <laughs> be the answer, especially with bird rights and all that. And you yeah, know, they're pretty committed. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's either there's 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 so much at play when that when that type of stuff comes in. Uh, what would you do? Like if you had, if you had the, if, if, if you, if you had the option right now, I, I don't, I don't think anyone believes Harrison is going to be traded before the deadline at this point, given the way that he's playing. Um, you run the risk, get to, get to the off season. Would you, would you want to resign him? Yeah. Be, you know, bird rights are such a big deal in the league. Um, because, Oftentimes, as you kind of bump up towards the 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 salary cap and eventually the tax, like you can say, "Oh, well, we don't think this twenty five million is is worth it for Harrison Barnes." Okay, let's take that onto the open market and use it. It's like no, because you have his rights. You don't have other people's rights, so you can't just use that twenty five million elsewhere. It's really what Minnesota is dealing with right now with D'Angelo Russell, where you could tell they don't really want to keep him long term, but they can't just go use that money uh, elsewhere. Uh, so. I would, yeah, I mean, as of this moment, it seems like he he fits. I think one of the things that has really mattered in this conversation is him and Keegan Murray clearly fit in lineups together, Mm. where you wonder when they drafted Keegan Murray, like, you know, that's Harrison Barnes' replacement. Can you even play them at the 3-4 together? The answer is yes. So I don't see a young small forward on the roster that's, like, needing more opportunity, needing to take his job, so... Uh, you know they're going to want to get in the playoffs again next year, so he would help you get in the playoffs again. Anthony, have you bought into this team being a playoff team, no play-in, anything like that, or are you still kind of, I need to see more? I mean, I bought into it like if you, I, I predict that, yes, they're making it in. They are playing like the third-best team in the West right now. Uh, you know, the Pelicans are going to get healthier uh, soon, and they're close in the standings. I wouldn't sit here and go like stone cold, lock it in. I haven't, you know, I could see – a scenario in which you know they hit the skids they've had really good injury luck i will say i mean obviously sabonis is dealing with the thumb but he's playing through it i think they've been one of the healthier teams in the league so if that remains if you just guarantee me like their main guys are going to be there yeah i mean I, not only a playoff team but like start talking home court you know get a game one in golden one center make sure you avoid playing that's become a big thing like stay out of the seven eight range and mm-hmm. and if you can be on that top side like can you imagine a game one in golden one center Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. Yeah, oh my it, goodness. It'd be, it'd be absolutely any game. It doesn't Bonkers. matter if it's one or three. It'd be absolutely insane Bonkers. Uh, at the Golden One Center. What is in, in your conversation with Harrison? Where where do the Kings need? What, what do they need to do better? So you were talking about this earlier to improve defensively. What do they need to do better for that to happen? Um, You know, he's, he mentioned points in the paint and it's like. They don't have shot blocking. It's like they're one of the worst shot blocking teams in the league. And I know Mike Brown has talked plenty about he doesn't love the stat blocks. And um, in general, that is overrated. And he tries to reference his time with the Warriors of like, you know, Draymond Green and Kevon Looney are on the back end. Neither of them are elite rim protectors, at least this version of Draymond. And they still guarded the paint well. So schematically, there are ways to do it. But it's just like, I don't know. To me, the personnel is not there to like make the type of leap where you're a top 10 type defense. It's really just, I don't know. I'd say commitment on a more regular basis, maybe a trade deadline. You know, you get a Nerlens Noel from Detroit maybe. So you at least have, you know, that option, that, that versatility off the bench to throw uh, somebody in the paint that can maybe, you know, scare somebody on a drive. Um, 
Trey Lyles has kind of impressed me, you know, you know as, as as an energy forward. But it's just more more nightly focus, I would say. Yeah. Hey, uh, Anthony, like you see the whole league. You see, you know, you talk about all the games you go to. Are you convinced that both De'Aaron Fox and DeMontis Sabonis will be going to Utah for the All-Star game? I think Sabonis is a lock. I actually put him – I vote for the starters. Um and I put him as a starter. Oh, let's could, go, Anthony let's go. Slater. Let's go. Well, let's go. With Jokic, by the way, which, like, I don't know. I mean, like, I'm, I'd like to put Tatum as a guard. It's like very weird out east with the positional. Like, I just wish five best players on this that, have, uh, you know, mm-hmm. uh, five best players in both conference would be the starters. But I think Sabonis, even if he doesn't get in as a starter, he is in. Mm-hmm. I think there's no question about it. Uh, Fox is more fringe. But I think Fox is fortunate. Like, it's a bad year in the West. I mean, you know, you think about all the guys that ha- usually are sure all-stars that aren't. You know, you're talking Towns is not probably going to get in. Gobert is not going to get in. Um, a lot of disappointing teams out there. You know, Denver is the one seed. They're getting Jokic for sure. Like, Gordon is fringe. Jamal Murray's not an all-star. You look at the Warriors, Steph's getting in. Anybody else getting in from the Warriors? I don't think I don't so. Think so... Uh, so I think it. I think the pass open for him, but his candidacy, I think, is really going to go down to that final week. Whereas Shea's Sabonis in. lock it in. Like shit. Like we know Shea's getting oh, in. Oh yeah. Dame's yeah. getting in. Um, Durant's it, getting in. It it, it it probably really boils down to what they do with Devin Booker. And you can't put him in. I don't see how you, you do put Devin Booker in the All Star game. Like if you Devin Booker's out in the All Star game. If Devin Booker is out and there's really no reason for him to be in. I feel like that's De'Aaron. At this point, Zion probably shouldn't be even in the All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, and where De'Aaron might have a escape hatch and get in is um, injury replacement. And it's probably not what you guys are – he would want to hear. But, you know, maybe you do say, hey, a Devin Booker's in, but he's going to be replaced by De'Aaron Fox. So a lot of times they'll do that or Zion. Um, yeah, that's but those dumb. two also – Don't put yeah. Devin Booker in. Like He's not <laughs> playing. And his team is ass. Yeah. Well, why is his team ass? Well, <laughs> that's not my problem. <laughs> they, were, they weren't the one seed when he was there. <laughs> oh. They were like they were like six. four range. They've really cra- – I mean, I, Devin Booker, I think we'd all agree, like Devin Booker is an all-star player. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, Hands absolutely. Down. Yeah. Hands down. Um, so. you're, you're, you, uh, you cover the Kings and, and the Warriors. You got a, a, a fun one to cover tomorrow. Fist fight breaking out tomorrow, <laughs> be it in the stands with a dad, maybe a, a celebrity nearby. No. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I mean, shit, shit, will Shannon Sharp be there? Um, <laughs> I think it's more like the, just the taunting between these two teams is great. You guys, well, I assume, watch the Christmas game. I mean, oh, were, yeah. Warriors were really giving it to Memphis the whole way, particularly Dar- Dylan Brooks. They just cannot stand Dylan Brooks. And it's. <laughs> It goes back several years. It really goes back to when they traded Andre Iguodala to Memphis to, mm. to help facilitate the D'Angelo Russell sign and trade when Durant left. And Andre Iguodala refused to show up in Memphis. And then Dylan Brooks had the comment of like, you know, he, he, can, he can stay away. We're building our own dynasty here. And the Warriors really eye-rolled the idea that he was acting like they were going to have a dynasty. And then all the way up until last year's playoffs that it was just – so much went on. What they really didn't like was the foul Dylan Brooks put on Gary Payton that broke his elbow. Yeah. Um, that still really kind of stings the Warriors. So they love to taunt the Grizzlies when they're beating them. And the Grizzlies love to give it back. Um, so whoever's winning tomorrow night, they're chirping the whole way. You That's know, for sure. It's, it's so amazing. <laughs> I can't stand either one of those teams. <laughs> With that particular story. So the Warriors – how dare Dylan Brooks say we're going to start our own dynasty? How dare you? I don't like you for that. And then Dylan Brooks, obviously, just being a jackass the entire time. I, I can't stand either one of those teams. It's I really great can. for the league, though. Memphis is great for the league. That, oh, yeah. You, you talk about a good playoff environment, and that golden one I would really like to see this season is like what that would become just as a playoff, you know, I guess furnace for teams to play in. Memphis is insane to play in during the playoffs and it's just partly because they they take the identity of that team in that city and like mm-hmm. turn it into like a building mm-hmm. uh and i, I think i just it's, it's so much better for the league than like 
the more you know like okay denver's the top seed that's a really stale team and just a stale environment and i just wish there was more memphises out there i think mm-hmm. the league would be in better hands yeah i agree uh, you heard it here first uh sacramento and memphis in the western conference final so Let's anthony can experience them both in one series <laughs> hey two three semifinal hey, hey oh, semi, there you go yeah, yeah. Anthony, you know, something that I've been thinking about the entire time, he said he's from Roner Park. And I was like, why do I – Roner Park, like why is that in my head? They have a dominant Little League baseball program. They are <laughs> – these like 10- and 11-year-olds are beast. Like they are dominant. Yeah, I used to – I played all-star baseball for Roner Park. And you know, we, I used to hate Elk Grove, hate Woodland. <laughs> I'm trying to think of some of the other uh, – Rona like, Park come out here and beat yeah. beat us down often. They are a problem. Well, we could play back in the day, and I'm <laughs> I'm glad to hear the legacy has gone on. I, I got to admit, I haven't followed uh, you know the legacy since, but that's good to hear. We gonna get them this year though. Oh, this is I your got my year, boy buddy. number ten. Is, my boy this, number ten about to go. He gonna be ready for this, him this, this year. This is your year, buddy. You 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 got it. Little Reese Caraway. <laughs> Sounds like Kings fans right yeah. there. <laughs> Anthony Slater, ladies and gentlemen. Anthony, we appreciate you, man. Thanks as always. All right, fellas. Take care, All right, that's our guy, Anthony Slater of The Athletic right there. Covers the Sacramento Kings. Covers the Golden State Warriors. Uh, he's skipping Kings Raptors tomorrow to uh, go to Warriors Grizzlies. His loss. Yeah, well. <laughs> or not. No, I don't, I don't think <laughs> he feels not. bad about it. I, I feel like no matter what happens at the Golden One Center tomorrow, there's going to be far more to write about after what happens at the yeah. Chase Center tomorrow yeah. night. Can't stand either one of those franchises. I really don't. don't like them. Warriors are, Warriors are so whiny. How are you going to get mad? Look, if that story's correct, how are you going to get mad at Dylan Brooks telling a guy who did not want to report to the team, nah, we don't need you, we're starting our own dynasty? And the, and the Warriors somehow took that personally. How? <laughs> I, I don't. Wait, know. How does that make sense? That's why I don't. That's why I don't. Nobody like y'all. <laughs> the guy and I don't even go, know what y'all you're referring to. You can refer to either one no, of them. That's what I'm saying. Nobody like neither one of them. But in I, this case, because you know I've done a 180 on Dylan Brooks. That's not my guy anymore. That was your guy. That was my guy. It's not my guy anymore. I don't like his vibe. Was it his the game tank is top ugly. that did it? Well, yeah, the old Shawn Michaels look was ugly. Uh, next thing you know, he's going to have a net uh, T-shirt uh, in San Antonio soon. He's one game away from it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Andre Iguodala gets traded to the Grizzlies. He says, no, I don't want to be here. I'm not going to report. Dylan Brooks says, fine. You don't want to be here? Fine. Whatever. Go do your thing. We're creating our own dynasty. And the Warriors get offended by that. <laughs> How? I don't know. I was going to ask you, have you paid attention to what's going on with Toronto? Uh, they got they, some – they're on the, te- the edge of like – slipped. Are they really, really slipped? I feel like they've – they're really, gone? Really, really slipped. They're 21 and 27. Oh, they've, they're, they're gone. Yeah, they're, they're, like they're – yeah, they're out of the plane right now. They have fallen mm. back. Because uh, I saw what happened. Something happened with Van Fleet. Don't have it. He, he uh, fired his agent or something like that. Yeah, Fred Van Fleet all of a sudden is going to be traded by February 9th. Yeah. Uh, so all of a sudden, I was reading articles about the CBA being ratified. <laughs> uh, like there, I read also, and, and they 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 were citing Fred Van Fleet as an example, which actually I'm all for that. Ratify the CBA now because that could end a lot of DeMontis Sabonis concern. If you ratify the CBA today, uh, that ends a lot of Sabonis Make everybody under a current contract have to stay for 10 years. (laughs) Or there's that. Uh, We'll come back. We'll talk more Kings basketball. We're going to have a live edition, I'm assuming, of J Street Vibes coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, Jason Jones. 7.30 start got me Uh, last night. Who he root for? Oh, yeah. Let's go. That's on the way as well as Dilo and Casey continue on Sacramento Sports Leader ESPN 1320. Dilo and Casey continues streaming live on the Odyssey app. I, I love the chatty house. Y'all are funny. <laughs> Roddy says, best thing about Steven is he has a bean tattoo. Random Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> new name is random ramsey uh ramsey is the mayor of the chat house uh he'd be in there roddy's 
We can't give Roddy an official title because he's the type who'd get thrown out of office. He's, it used to be, uh, it used to be BTR. <laughs> BTR. <laughs> I don't even remember what sparked that. We had BTR. We had Wet Blanket Steven. <laughs> WBS. We got, Wet Blanket Steven. Got Happy Ass Lazy. A Random Ramsey in there. Dr. David. Random Ramsey. <laughs> this is a... This is this is a group unlike any other man, and we are Random we are thankful for each and every one of you. You can join the Chatty House if you'd like to. Uh, they are a fun bunch over at YouTube.com slash ESPN1320 or Twitch.tv slash ESPN1320. You can even join on, on Facebook Live if you'd like, uh, and you can hang out there. Big thanks to Anthony Slater uh, for joining us. Coach David Patrick joined us uh, earlier in today's show as well. Jason Jones is going to join us coming up. Uh, in about 30 minutes before we get back to the Kings. Uh, got a great note from William. We actually had this in our notes, and I think we got sidetracked with deal or no deal. Uh, but William asked, did you see how many people watched the Niners and Cowboys game? Ooh. Yes, we did. Ooh, it's nilly. a smidge less than I thought it would be. Mm. But holy crap, what a number it was. Uh, 45.7 million people. Wow. Watch the Dallas Cowboys and the San Francisco 49ers. If memory serves, thinking back to last week, that's about 5 million more than last year's game. I think so. I feel Man. like you threw that number 40 million. It might have been 41. I it, thought it was 41. Four, four to 5 million more yeah. uh, than last wow. year, which is wow. speaks it speaks to those two brands. So the San so Francisco 49ers and the Dallas. Is there What's a what's a and I'm I'm little I'm asking a question. If there isn't an answer, then there isn't an, an answer. But if there is, you know, I want to know from people, what's a bigger game than that? I don't think there is one. I don't think I, there's a bigger game than the Cowboys 49ers. I definitely don't think there's one in the AFC. You can you can convince me Packers, Cowboys might do it. Um, You think Eagles, it doesn't Cowboys do it for could me. do it? Um. That's big, sure. That 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 well, that, what, that pushes. Me, I I think that do do any of these games I think get more than forty five million. That's what I'm asking. I don't think so. Mm. I, I I Eagles Cowboys absolutely I think pulls forty million. Mm-hmm. I don't know that there's a bigger game than the the forty ers Cowboys. Mm-hmm. There are bigger. This is the and you when don't we say get bigger this game, game. We're talking about who can do that. But 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 viewing like, number. It, 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 and and we'll we'll use the divisional round as an example. If if you get. Cowboys Eagles, that's the third time you're getting it. Mm. Not, not not that the stakes are any different. Like 49ers, yo, it's 49ers and Cowboys in the playoffs. It's five versus five. Yeah, Is it, right. Yeah, absolutely. It's five versus five. Yeah. Like yeah. that's that's always going to have that's that's. I mean, and of course, TV viewer, there's a nostalgia feel. That's 80s yeah. versus 90s. Yeah. That's where it ends. Ain't nothing after that. But it's eighties versus nineties. You know, I'm I'm thinking about this, and I I think you're right. I feel Packers Cowboys might be able to do it. Packers Cowboys might I be don't able think to do so. it. Um, Packers Bears. <laughs> See, what, like, what did they do? What did they, well? We know what did they do in the? They played an NFC Championship game. They didn't do. I don't think they did forty five million. I don't know how you would even find that, but um, to the internet, <laughs> as Ken Rudolph used to say, they they played it. They played in the in the in the NFC Championship game, and I don't. It's, I don't think they did forty million. That was in twenty. Oh, I was about to say twenty oh nine, but two thousand nine, twenty ten. Either one of those two. I'm not, I don't. I'm and not, I'm and Terrence Terrence says. If a if a New York team could be relevant, they probably draw a ton of people. I'm not sure the Giants could match up and do 45. Yeah, and Roddy, Roddy, you know what? I was gonna say this, but you're you're a Raider fan, and I'm gonna. Uh, he says in the chat because somebody was bringing up if the Raiders were good, they could probably do that number. And Roddy says the Raider fan base is wildly overrated, and I'm a Raider fan. And I understand what he's saying. Not Raider fans. Like there's obviously Raider fans. I don't think I don't think Raider Nation, when you talk about the sheer <clears> volume <throat> of people and things of that nature, I don't think it's top five in the league. 
we got to provide context to all of this, right? Mm-hmm. Divisional round is important, like mm-hmm. where the game is being played. And that's why that's why I say NFC because some people might say Cowboys Steelers. Well, that's right. a Super Bowl, like, right? That's that's going to get a hundred million people. Right. You're correct, right? Uh, because I, I I can't find what I'm looking for. I'm too flustered. We're live on the air. I'm trying to Google <laughs> this. I can't do it. But I did find the last year's championship game numbers. That was Niners. Rams. Rams. Yeah. Do you, off the top of your head, think I, it's more or less? Than this Kept game? Than Cowboys 49ers. I'm going to say it's less. 50. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? 50. Jeez. Peaked. Let me, let me, let me, let me be fair. 50.4 million. Peaked at fifty five point two. Wow. Wow. Now, Jeez. Bengals Chiefs last year mm-hmm. average forty seven point six. Remember that game? Mm-hmm. What type of game? Peaked sixty point nine million viewers. <laughs> Is Ooh. boy, goodness gracious, sixty point nine. This week we've got this will the theory will be tested. You've got Philadelphia, you've got I ninety five, yeah, and you've got San Francisco now, and then you've got a rematch of a game that pulled peaked at sixty million viewers last year. Where did the Rams and Forty Nineers peak at? Fifty five point two. Hmm. And they don't when they do that they don't tell you when they peaked right they just say it peaked. this does uh, the ratings peaked at fifty five point two million towards the end of the game that was for the Rams and the Forty ers the AFC doesn't get as descriptive it just says the game peaked at sixty point nine nine million I would I would assume it's the same I mean the end of the game they went to overtime I, I would assume it's around I, I I'm a hundred percent certain it's what we were talking about with the national championship right. a couple of weeks ago right. you if you tuned in. 30 minutes late, you had zero reason to stick around and watch mm-hmm. that game. It was over before people got dinner on their table. Yeah. So I'll, I'll go with the average number because that's a little more indicative. Like, Because there's people who probably don't care about the – oh, it's close? Let me go see what's going on. Mm-hmm. So I think the average number – I think they 49ers-Eagles is going to do a pretty massive number. I think, it, I think it's going to do close to what 49ers-Rams just did. I, I agree. If I completely. Not more. Plus, the stakes are a little bit higher, mm-hmm. right? So, I think that plays a a, a factor in it as well. Mm. And and here's the other thing about it. I love. I I know this is dumb. I love this stuff. I love sports. I love media. looking at ratings. <laughs> I yeah. love. I I love sports media. It's in the intricacies of it and and all that. I love it. Um, the other thing about this, and I could be wrong, and the Patriots may have changed this a little bit, but. I talk about it all the time. It's it's AFC NFC thing. Like I don't think I don't think there's an AFC game that can compare to what what the NFC can do. Somebody in here earlier said Steelers Patriots. That's not bigger than Cowboys Niners. Somebody said Raiders Chiefs. That's not bigger than Cowboys Niners. So I'm looking. Okay, I'm. I'm. This is we're live, pal. Just deal with this. <laughs> Listen to this later. Forty. <laughs> You'll hear this again. Four, four, not tonight. We got a college football game, <laughs> college basketball game. Excuse me. Last year, uh, just in 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 uh, millions. This is divisional round last year. Mm-hmm. Forty-four to forty-one NFC. Uh, what did Niners Packers do? Uh, if you have that in front, of forty-two you. to forty-one, mm. they did forty-two million. Mm. So it was forty-two to forty-one. <laughs> New England, Kansas City, fifty-three point wow. nine million. I'm dead wrong, then. Wow. Wait a minute. That New England, Kansas City. New England, Kansas City in the AFC did fifty. This was two thousand nineteen. Did no, that's a that's a championship game. This is a championship game. I'm making this up. This is a championship <laughs> game. These are 
Yeah, these are the conference championship ratings that I'm looking at. Mm-hmm. 53 to 44, 44 to 42. Jacksonville versus New England did 44 million viewers <laughs> in 2018. I think what it just boils down to is people love football. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and it goes up but the hey, further you go. Yo, talk trash all you want to. Tom Brady drew eyeballs. Oh, man. 53 million for the Patriots-Denver uh, matchup. He did. He did. San Francisco and Seattle, 55. This year? No. No, two, oh, no, no 2014. 55. Jeez. That was a big one. This is – I got to stop this because I'm, 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 getting, <laughs> I'm getting so sidetracked. This is ridiculous. 2012. San Francisco. They played the Falcons. Giants. Oh, well, 2012. 2011 season, 2012. Yeah. That that has to be 50 plus. 57. <laughs> Minnesota, New Orleans, 57. Oh, man. Philly, Arizona in 2009, 38. What if Philly, Minnesota getting so far do? back. Philly, Minnesota, dude. That was in 17, I think. <laughs> Philly, Minnesota. I have. We, we, we're, we're ending it after this. I don't. I don't have Philly. I have Green Bay, Atlanta. What year did you say? It's 2017, 2018, somewhere around there. 18. Oh, 18. 2018. 42. Hmm. 42 million. Maybe Philly isn't the the powerhouse that the Cowboys and the 49ers are. It's conspicuous by their absence. The Cowboys are nowhere in well, any of these you ratings. Said, you said cha- uh, conference championship games, right? I did, yeah. Well, you ain't going to see them. I don't know why I'm <laughs> You throwing, ain't going to see them. I don't know why I'm throwing out Cowboys jokes. <laughs> Philadelphia and St. Louis drew 37 back in 2002. Yeah. I love this rating stuff, man. This is this is. I just absolutely love looking at this stuff. The funny thing to me is, uh, I didn't mean to get so when, with seeing with that stuff is like, I don't know. It just feels like who. It's the same thing we talk about with the Super Bowl. Who's watching this year that didn't watch last year? <laughs> it, it's just all of this rating stuff is goofy. Like it's the same way, and it, it's it's amazing how many like. You mentioned toilet scrubber. You gonna get an ad like on Amazon for a toilet scrubber because your phone's listening. But yet, radio ratings and, and television ratings are such an inexact science right mm. now. Like, are 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 there are there really a hundred and twelve million people watching the Super Bowl? It's an educated guess, mm. but it's a guess. We don't know how many people are in bars. We don't know how many, you know, uh, different bars, like how many people those bars account for. They count for something. Right. But how many? We don't know. Right. It's a it's a souped up number to a certain degree. It drives up advertising. It's it's an inexact science. It seems like there should be an easy way to to, to figure this stuff out. Yeah. Uh, but there's not. Yeah. Like we can tell you exactly how many people are watching on YouTube and Twitch and Facebook. We can tell you exactly how many people are listening on the <laughs> Odyssey app. We have no clue how many real people are watching on our streaming channels. We have no idea how many people are listening on 1320 AM. And they're never able to tell us. I met a guy recently who told me that he spends roughly $250,000 a month. I talked to another person recently who made $50 million at the age of 30. What do you do with that money? How do you spend it? How do you not spend it? What do you invest in? If you meet a rich person, these are questions everyone wants to know, but you're too embarrassed to ask. That's the whole premise of MoneyWise. We talk to real people who have made a significant amount of money, and we ask them all about their finances. My name's Sam Parr, and the podcast is called MoneyWise. That's one word, MoneyWise. You can find MoneyWise wherever you get your podcasts.